Hey there, and welcome to Dietetics with Dana. I'm Dana, and this is my podcast for RD2Bs to help you get ready for the dietitian exam. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the top common mistakes that I see students make as they study for the RD exam. The first mistake that I see a lot of students doing is rushing. And in this case, I'm primarily talking about rushing through the questions, both on their practice questions and more importantly, on their actual exam. A lot of students get nervous and just want to get the exam done as soon as possible. But the way that the RD exam is designed is that you can only answer one question at a time. So if you rush through the exam and you finish with an hour left, that doesn't mean that you can go back and double check your questions. So I really recommend that students are using time management to make sure that they're spending a good amount of time on each question and not leaving too much time to the end. Again, you don't want to finish this exam and say, oh, you know what? I wasn't reading the questions. I would have gotten more wrong, right? if I had been reading the questions, but I rushed through. So on the exam, even if you go to the maximum amount of questions, which is 145 questions, you still have about a minute per question. And something I wanna point out is this is average. This does not mean that you should sit there for a minute on a question that you know. No, on the questions you know, you're gonna read the question, pick the answer and move on. And what that is going to allow you to do is to bank that time for those awful paragraph long questions, those math questions where you need more than a minute. But, you know, trying as you're doing your practice questions too for about a minute average is a really great place to be. So, you know, if you have an hour to study, try to get through about 60 practice questions. When you're on the exam, I recommend that when you get to question 60, you look at the clock and you say, am I halfway through my time? If you're about halfway, perfect. If you are less than halfway, that is a perfect time to say, it's okay. I still have half the exam left. I'm going to speed up a little bit. Or if you get to 60 questions and you realize that you're way under time, it's allowing you to say, you know, wow. I can slow down on it. So 60 questions is a great marker for you to say, oh, let me just check where I am right now on your actual exam. If you find that you're the type of person who is rushing, I also recommend in your practice questions, get used to reading the questions out loud. Now at the actual exam, are you going to be able to read them out loud? Probably not unless you have a private room. But doing this in your practice is going to just help you to practice slowing down. Oftentimes when we're reading quickly, we tend to skip words. And so this is going to allow you to read the entire question and not miss the except or that it's asking about mineral and you're clicking and you're clicking a vitamin. Also, if you're the type of person who tends to go, oh, I meant to click A and I clicked B. I was just, you know, really nervous. Keep your hands in your lap. Again, it sounds a little bit silly to say, but again, we want to be reducing the amount of human error as much as possible on this exam. The next common mistake that I'll talk about that I see a lot of students doing is trying to memorize everything. You know, 
it sounds really great to say, oh, I have a mnemonic for memorizing all the labs. And I think mnemonics are definitely really helpful. There's some that I use as well. You know, there are some things you need to memorize, but on this exam, if you're going in and saying, I'm just going to have a mnemonic for that, and I'm just going to memorize that, it's only going to take you so far because it can be really difficult to memorize everything. And you need to have that recall to not only know what something is, but to be able to apply it to a situational question. And memorizing does not mean that you have actually learned the material, that you're actually able to apply it. And again, there's only so much room in your head. So I see a lot of students memorizing and by the time they get to domain four, they're forgetting what was on domain one. Again, you really wanna focus on your learning so that you can apply the material. You know, the best moment for me as a tutor is when my students and I were going over a topic and they pop out of it and they say, wow, I finally understand glucose metabolism. I can finally do a tube feeding question. That's the type of feeling you should have with this material. You want it to be workable. And also going back to mnemonics, there's, like I said, a lot of them out there. If you're looking at one and it doesn't make sense to you, don't feel like you need to use it. Again, you wanna focus on what works best for you. The third common mistake that we'll talk about is having an unrealistic study schedule. A realistic study schedule is absolutely key. If you're not having a realistic study schedule, you're not gonna be able to pass this exam. You wanna be looking you know, at your actual schedule, you know, whether it's work, family, fun, you know, what are you doing in your life besides studying for this exam? You know, it's definitely not just, you know, exam 24 hours a day. Also, how do you learn? Are you someone who needs to kind of take time in the material? Are you someone who works best in 25 minute chunks and not, you know, full length days? Again, you need to really give yourself enough time to look over all of this. And again, if you struggle with making a schedule, definitely check out to my, fr my free RD exam prep class where we go over how to make a schedule. I'll link to that below in the show notes. Also with the schedule, this is, isn't something you can copy from another person. You know, one thing I do with my students for all my one-on-one -on -one students, and it's also available a la carte if you need it as well, is a study assessment. And in each study assessment, I'm making a completely different schedule for each student because again, everyone is different. So you need to make something customized to yourself. And then also something really important in your schedule is you're not gonna study every single day. You know, yes, you need to study every single week and most days, but it's totally okay to give yourself a break. I was working with one of my new one-on-one -on -one students this week and we are going over her schedule and she was really nervous to ask me about if she go go on this weekend trip with her boyfriend. And she was like, I really want to go. His family goes every year. Like, but I, I, I can't. I'm studying for the RD exam. And I told her, I said, no, you can absolutely go. Because again, mental health and breaks is just as important as studying the material. You know, if you are so stressed out from the amount of time you're spending on this exam and not giving yourself any breaks, you know, and again, it could be a weekend away. It could be an hour in the afternoon getting your nails done. Again, you need to give yourself a break. Otherwise, your schedule is not going to be realistic. 
The fourth common mistake I see students make is not challenging themselves. Again, we have a lot of practice questions out there. You know, most people have the Inman practice questions. They're great. They're topics that are on the exam, but they tend to be the easiest practice question sets. If you haven't already listened to, definitely check out my episode called Practice Question Score Recommendations, where we go over what type of scores you should be getting on each of the different practice materials and why I like some more than others. But you want to be doing more difficult practice questions. You know, you want to be challenging yourself to answer those difficult questions on the Facebook pages. You don't want to just be sticking to 10 pocket prep. You want to be doing 50, 100, really trying to kind of do that mock exam style. Also, when we're thinking about challenging ourselves, reading the Jing Inman is not studying. I tell my students, I want you to have gone through and taken notes once. After that, it's a reference. It's not enough just to say, oh yeah, I read the Inman and I did the Inman questions and I do the pocket prep daily question. That's not challenging yourself. You want to really work to recognize what are your trouble areas. And that's what I'm always asking my students. What are your trouble areas? And if they don't know, we find them because you want to tackle them. We can't just avoid math because it's the hardest. We want to really be challenging ourselves because every single question we get wrong is an opportunity to learn. You know, when you get something wrong, it helps to say, wow, this is my trouble area. Where maybe if you were just reading the genome in through a section like, food science, for example, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, gluten, that makes sense. And then you get a question and you get stuck. You want to be challenging yourself. A great way to be doing that too is trying to explain the topic out loud. You know, if you've come to any of the classes with me, or, you know, you can even think about how we talk about materials on the podcast. You want to be able to kind of, you know, pretend to, you know, stand up in front of the class and talk to someone. What are the tube feeding steps? When you can explain it to someone else, you know it. Next topic that I see a lot of people making mistakes on is not looping back to domain one. We're so tempted to be doing one, two, three, four, test. But if you do that, you're gonna, I can tell you, you're gonna score really high in domain three, four, and much lower in domain one. You wanna make sure that you leave at least a week at the end of your studying to loop back and do a general review. Remember, the exam and materials are just organized into domain for organization. That doesn't mean that you go one, two, three, four test. Again, I do like to organize my students in studying kind of a domain a week typically because most people are doing about like five to six weeks of studying. And we still always leave a week at the end for general review because you do not want to fail this exam because you haven't looked at food science in a few weeks. Number six of my common mistakes is studying with someone who is not an equal study partner. Does this mean that you cannot have a study partner? You absolutely can, but you want to make sure it's an equal relationship. And what I mean by that is you should have equal time being a teacher and a student. If you are just listening to someone explain to you and they're answering all the questions, you're not getting as much as you should be out of that study relationship. Again, look for someone, you know, who's going to be okay with, you know, letting you explain half and them explain half. But again, you shouldn't only be explaining the math and they're explaining all the M&T. Again, really equal switching back and forth. 
And also being aware too that someone from your internship, you know, if their learning style is different than yours, it might not be a great match. So I definitely love a study partner for, you know, accountability and just a little bit extra structure, but definitely make sure it's even. And again, no one's feelings are hurt if you're saying, you know, two weeks before the exam, hey, you know what? Thanks so much. I'm going to study a little bit more on my own just to focus on my trouble areas because they're a little bit different than yours. Common mistake number seven is wasting time making excessive study materials. I can't tell you guys how many times I do um, a discovery call with someone and they go, well, for the last exam, I made all these flashcards and it took 10 hours and I didn't look at them. Again, you want to be making material that you're going to be able to review later. Rewriting the whole image, rewriting every single note from all my videos, that's not something workable later. Take your notes in shorthand and then go back and make a study guide on those trouble area topics or things that you know you just forget all the time. Like maybe it's like the MEQ chart or maybe it is the government agencies. Again, that's a study sheet. It's not 1,000 flashcards. Again, you can make flashcards, not 1,000, so that you actually have utility in it too. And if you have trouble kind of distinguishing between, you know, what are some of the kind of the most, you know, key points or, you know, what you actually need to know, that's when taking a class either live or recorded can be really, really helpful because those classes, you know, at least mine, are going to be coming with those study materials. So you're going to be having, you know, the slides already put together. You're probably going to get a study guide. There might be a homework. So definitely don't hesitate to browse the recorded courses. And I'll put the link below too. If you are having issues studying a certain topic, so you can kind of get a class where we'll have the key aspects in it. And our last number eight common study mistake that I see students making is getting burnt out. Remember, more is not better. We want quality over quantity. Again, I meet with a lot of students after they failed the exam and they reach out to do a discovery call with me and they go, well, last time I studied for eight hours every single day. I, you know, just inman in my ear 24 hours a day. I just did 1000 practice questions, but then there was at night and I was tired and blah, 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 blah. Again, quality. I would rather you say, you know what? I'm working full time right now. I can give you an hour after work. I'm going to say, perfect. I would prefer that. Then you just say, I'm going to study for three hours, you know, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be so tired that I'm really, it's only going to be like, you know, 15 minute chunks. Again, you need to, this is why making a study schedule is important because again, if you tell me, okay, after work, it's an hour, no more than that. That's not going to work with my schedule, but the weekends are great for me. Again, that's going to be so much better because you're going to retain it. You're going to be able to kind of be awake, studying, that active studying during those times. I talked about before, too, when we talked about the study schedule, take breaks. That's not only daily between your studying. Again, you might be someone who's like, I can do 45 minutes, then I need an Instagram break. Again, give yourself breaks. Um, I also find it really helpful to have a day off as well. And again, if you're like the student I talked about before and there's that really exciting, fun family vacation coming up, you don't need to miss out. You know, it definitely depends how close it is to your exam. Um, one of my students is going on vacation soon and 
So we set her up with kind of a schedule of videos to watch each day because she's going to do two hours of studying each morning before everyone gets up. So again, you can go on vacation. That doesn't mean you can go through two weeks without studying. But again, you know, you don't want to say no to everything for these next few weeks while you're studying. And then also, the last point with getting not getting burnt out too is don't compare yourself to others. It doesn't matter that everyone in your internship might have already passed the exam or that someone else is taking it sooner than you. You need to go at your own pace because again, taking care of your mental health is important. And at the end of the day, you know, giving yourself an extra week or two so that you can kind of study at the correct pace and, you know, really feel comfortable with the material is so much better than spending another $200 and having to wait another 45 days. So those are my eight most common mistakes that I see my students make. So definitely think about where you are in your studying. And, you know, if any of those hit a nerve with you, definitely look into the classes, the free RD prep class, like I said, too, is another great resource. And again, if you want some one-on-one support, definitely visit my website, danajfnutrition.com, or you can feel free to email me, danajfryernutrition at gmail.com, and we can set up a free discovery call to chat more about tutoring options. Again, recorded, private, and group tutoring options are available. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can always get updates on the latest episode and give me a follow on Instagram at Dana JF Nutrition and happy studying.